Welcome to the True Grit Strength Podcast. I'm Ryan Steck. And I'm Rachel Geiger. We created the True Grit Strength Podcast so that we can share our stories around how strength training changed us for the better and helped us to discover our athletic potential, develop grit, and pursue growth in all aspects of our lives. It's through our stories that we hope to share with you that regardless of where you are or where you've started from, you can build strength and athleticism in all ages and stages of life despite loss, injuries, or setbacks. So how do you make a comeback to the gym when the odds are stacked against you? Tune in to find out. Hey y'all, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, we wanted last week's uh, episode, in case you missed it, um, we talked about Thanksgiving and how to sort of handle that holiday, um, if you are somebody that is trying to sort of track your nutrition or be, you know, at least mindful about uh, nutrition stuff. Um, so anyway, if you did miss that, don't feel like uh, it's weird to go back and listen to it because, you know, the stuff that and strategies that we talked about last week's episode um, can literally be applied to like any social situation. Um, mm-hmm. So if you are somebody who's trying to watch your weight or trying to just, you know, like I said, be mindful of what you're eating right now. Um, around the holidays, um, like the strategies that we gave you can be used for happy hours, birthdays, yeah. uh, upcoming holidays, especially if, you know, we got Christmas coming up and New Year's and all that good stuff and holiday parties if people are doing that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so go back and listen to it. Um, if that is something that you feel like could be helpful for you, um, you know, learning to have sort of long enact long-term change when it comes to exercise and nutrition is learning how to incorporate those types of things into your schedule because they will always come up. There will always be a reason um, to skip a workout. There will always be a reason to eat something that's off your nutrition plan. And so we need to learn how to navigate those things so that we can create balance. Um, So if that sounds good to you, definitely go back and check that one out. Yeah. And we also gave some really uh, helpful tips at the end of that episode that I think, uh, like Ryan said, can be applied to so many different situations. So definitely give it a listen. Um, And today we're going to dive into a really awesome topic um, and part of a common theme that's been coming up a lot for both of us. Um, this week and really like since March, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, specifically. And today we're going to talk about failure and how we can use it to our advantage. So I'm really excited about this topic. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Like, like Rachel said, you know, obviously this probably will resonate with a lot of people just because, you know, we're going through some tough things right now. Um, just with COVID and being at ho- home and maybe being out of work or, you know, having not having your gym open or whatever it is of the million things that are happening right now, <laughs> um, what could be kind of throwing a wrench in your in your plan um, or leading you to feel like you're sort of, you know, maybe failing at something. Um, so we thought that it would be good to dive into that topic. Um, I've been diving into a lot of personal development stuff this week, and it's just been kind of a common thing that's been popping up in a lot of videos and what I've been reading. And so it's just been kind of top of mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're going to give you four um, blessings. Yeah. So the episode we're going to cover uh, four blessings of failure. So four ways that you can look, kind of look at, you know, the positive aspects of failure. Yeah. Um, cool. Let's dive in. All right. So we're going to start with blessing number one, and that is learning. 
So we can always use past failures to learn uh, what doesn't work when it comes to our goals. And part of learning and growing as a person is being able to flip things in in a positive light um, and look at what we can learn from our difficult experiences. Um, And sometimes that's a really hard thing to do. But the reality is uh, we fail for a reason. And the lesson might not be clear in the moment, but even if it's something small that you can take away from that experience, you can definitely find a way to learn from it. Yeah, for sure. Um, And one thing that I want to mention here, too, is that learning from your failures is a great thing, obviously, Um, but applying it uh, is the crucial next step. So I presented this this idea or this, you know, four blessings of failure. Um, I did not come up with this, by the way, this is like kind of commonly <laughs> known uh, personal development um, thing. But um, I presented the the idea of the four blessings of failure um, on a coach's mentorship call that I was on yesterday. And one of my colleagues who was also on the call brought this point up and I felt like it was so true and so important that it is not just about learning from the failure and saying like, okay, I made a mistake and I recognize that it was a mistake. Um, and so I'm not going to do that again, right? Like that's great because you're making the acknowledgement step. But the the crucial follow-up to that is taking action, right? So it's not simply enough to just acknowledge the failure and the lesson that you can learn from it, but you need to think about how you can apply that learning to future behavior so that you can truly really make an impact. Um, that's when we really actually learn from from our failures is when we change our future behaviors to you know kind of uh, accommodate what we learned. Yeah, for sure. Um, And just to give y'all like an example of what this might look like, um, in my origin story, you may have noticed that I mentioned um, that I I don't drink. So I stopped drinking 10 months ago. Um, And so I just want to share a little bit around my experience with failing with trying with uh, trying to drink less. So inevitably, like I just kind of kept repeating my my mistakes. And no matter what I tried to do, whether that be like limiting my number of drinks or like limiting the days that I would drink, like I kept finding myself in this loop of, of failing. So like I would overserve myself or just like get into that like rut of like, oh, I didn't mean to drink this much. And then I did And now I'm waking up and I'm super anxious and like overwhelmed and I'm in a shame spiral and like it just wasn't working for me. Like it wasn't serving me. I wasn't feeling good. Like I wasn't getting what was promised to me um, from from continuing to drink. So like when I was finding myself in this loop, like I decided that I needed a less murky boundary around like what I was doing and that like maybe a hard stop was something that I actually needed. Um, and you know, like I mentioned, I've been alcohol free for almost 10 months, which, um, helps me feel more aligned with my own personal goals. So like, had I not gone through those moments of like failing, making mistakes, messing up, you know, try saying, oh, I'm, I'm just going to have the one drink or whatever. And then, and messing that all up. Had I not experienced that, I may have not gotten to the point of like, okay, something needs to change. I need to apply a different strategy because this is not working for me anymore. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, that's a, that's a perfect example of kind of what we're, what we're trying to say here. Um, 
you have to, yeah, you have to be able to be able to change your future behavior. And that doesn't mean just like, oh, we'll stop doing this. Yeah, you know what I mean? For like sure. it's actually looking at what do I actually learn? I learned that when I say I'm going to go out and have one beer, I actually have five. Right. You know what I mean? That's not just saying, well, don't do that anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> so not okay, that well, easy. what do I actually need to do right. um, to make an impact on that behavior? And this could be applied to so many different things. It could be applied to missing workouts. It could be applied to, you know, overeating if you're trying to to cut back on calories or whatever. Um, it's just basically kind of analyzing like what didn't work and what the failure actually was um, and how you can apply what you learned about yourself um, to how you'll handle that the next time in a realistic way. For sure. All right, y'all. So blessing number two is redirection. Um, this is all about taking what you've learned and redirecting to a bigger and better opportunity. Um, oftentimes our failures lead us away from something we thought we wanted, um, but towards something that's actually a bigger and better opportunity. Um, so think about it, right? How many times have you not been hired for a job you like really wanted or uh, just to find out that an even better one uh, comes along a month later? Um, or if you're currently in a really happy relationship with someone you love, um, you needed all those previous relationships to not work out. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and that can feel like a weird way of, of looking at it, but it's, it's true, you know, in the moment. And these are the redirection is hard in the moment because you don't yet you don't know. Want that yet. Well, you don't yet see the bigger picture. You might not see what's ahead. Right. right. But I think where redirection can have a can have a big impact is just to acknowledge when you're in that space in the moment and something is happening to you right then and there. And it's hard to see tomorrow and the next day or however far ahead to see that new bigger opportunity. Just even reminding yourself that that's usually how things how work goes, out right. um, can be can be really helpful. Um, so when you are in that moment um, and you are trying to uh, redirect, think about how you can redirect yourself to a new, better opportunity that's available to you now because of your previous failures. Mm -hmm. um, so an example that I have is back in March, you know, when COVID started to kind of take over the world, um, I had I was like three months into a new job working at a gym here in Austin, and I was like super excited because I love the people that I worked with and like. I had been struggling for a long time to like find the right job and like financially it was really hard. And like I had just literally gotten mm -hmm. to the point where yeah. I had like my schedule was booked up. I had clients that I really liked working with. Like I had my, my momentum was like going really well. And then the gyms closed cause of COVID. <laughs> um, and obviously that was really frustrating and like really hard cause I felt like I literally had just gotten on my feet. Um, but it redirected me to being at home and, you know, creating a home office here and getting back to work on growing my own business, right. um, which is something that I had always wanted to do and had focused on and was kind of doing, but because I wasn't making enough money with my own business, like I was forced to go get a training job. Right. And even though I really liked that job, you know, and then I couldn't do it anymore because of COVID, like it actually kind of was a blessing in disguise because it redirected sure. me back to what I actually wanted to do, what my actual passion was, was working for myself and being able to grow um, my own business. So that's a good example of redirection of how like we can take like a, you know, kind of crappy experience and then redirect it into a positive um, and redirect it into a bigger and better opportunity. And now 
I have all this time. And yes, yeah. I miss working in the gym sometimes, of course. I miss people seeing people face to face, but I'm also actually really excited because I'm in, able to invest so much time into growing my business that I know that I would not be able to do if I was also working like three other jobs. So definitely good example of that. Uh, so blessing number three. All right, y'all. Blessing number three is reflection. Um, so this one is super important and is kind of tied into the previous two. Um, we need to be able to take the time to reflect on our failures so that we can redirect and learn from those experiences. Another important aspect of reflection, however, is looking inward uh, to expose our, our limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves that could have contributed to that failure. Right. So, um, you know, I think a good example is that Rachel used, you know, about the drinking thing is that, you know, she was able to analyze her behavior to uncover something that was keeping her from being successful. Right. And that thing was not something that was external, right? right? It was something that was internal. And so we're not able to uncover those internal things if we don't take the time um, to reflect. Um, so that's why I kind of said, you know, it's important because it's tied to, to our learning and being able to redirect our behavior. We have to take the time to actually reflect on either why we made decisions, why we're making decisions that have led us here. If it is something that is external, for example, my example of COVID, you know, that was something that was out of my control. It wasn't due to decisions that I Maybe. made that got right. me there. Right. But, you know, it did kind of force me to expose maybe some of my limiting beliefs about around being able to grow my own business. Right. Um, so one thing that I want to point out with this is that we are always going to be drawn to where our mind is focused. So if I'm unaware of limiting beliefs that I might have about myself or my abilities to succeed, I might actually be driving myself towards failure without even realizing it. And yeah. again, this is where I think your example really shines too, is this because, you know, if I'm not aware of my own beliefs, I'm going to be driving myself towards a direction that I don't even want to go. And I, if I don't take the time to stop and realize it, I'm just going to keep in that cycle. Right. Um, so, you know, sometimes um, it's not actually the challenge that we're facing that we're afraid of, right? Like if I, like we're, it's not always that I'm afraid that I'm going to fail at what's happening right now. Sometimes mm -hmm. if we really reflect hard enough, we might actually see, and this is very common, that we're actually more afraid of our success, right? I can sit here and come up with all the reasons why growing my own business isn't going to work and how I might fail and this, that, and the other. Um, it's not actually that I'm worried about, you know, I could be worried that, you know, well, what happens if, um, you know, not that this, you know, program sucks or whatever. Like it could actually be, well, what if it's really good and a million people sign up for it and my business explodes? Right. Like I could be more afraid of that. Yeah. Um, so just taking the time to kind of reflect on that so that you can try to analyze, okay, am I actually afraid of this failure and what it means for me? Or am I maybe even afraid of my success? And if I am, now you kind of have like some insight yeah, that for you sure. can take. I think for me, like with drinking, I was definitely afraid of like, what, what if I was successful at not drinking? Because it was such a comfort in my life and such a, it's so woven into our culture and our society yeah. that it's like, okay, well, what does it mean if I'm like a non-drinker in our culture? Like, what does that even look like? And yeah. that felt so scary, um, you know, and 
to be honest, like when I just made this decision, like I thought I was just going to not drink for a month. Like I was like one month hard stop and it's just now snowballed into 10 months later. Yeah. Um, so I just think that that's interesting too. I think a lot of that fear too is more related to like the identity that's attached yes. to that type of person, right. right? It's the identity shift, you know? Um, so I think, again, like another example that I'll use um, that I think is pretty relevant is, you know, for example, like if you are somebody, because this is something that's very, very common that I see. Um, if you're somebody who's struggling to lose weight, for example, um, your failure to lose weight might actually be from a limiting belief that you have about your ability to mm -hmm. follow through and actually succeed in it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, a lot, this is where if you are somebody that tends to kind of like self-sabotage or, you know, kind of you, maybe you're on the track for just to, to success. And then one night you're just like, screw it. And you throw everything out the window and then you get caught back in that old cycle. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is, this is happens all the time. This is very, very common. Um, you know, I think what that actually is, is probably a fear of success. Yeah. Well, what is somebody that has lost this weight? It's an identity shift, right? Yes. If you're, if you drop 30 something pounds, like that's an identity shift. That's a huge change. Yeah. Um, and not to mention the changes that you have to make in order to get to that point. But once you're there, you're kind of living a different lifestyle at that point. Totally. And I think a lot of people, the fear is more around that yeah. than, you know, than, than around fear of not being able to, you know, adhere to a diet or not be able to adhere to an exercise routine. Right. Um, and right. I, I don't mean to say that that stuff is easy because we know that it, that's, it's not, but, you know, I think the fear is, yeah, the fear is more around centered around the success. Yeah. I think it's this like subconscious question of like, what will my life actually look like if I get this thing? Right. Right. And exactly. there, there can be a lot of fear tied up in that. Um, and a lot of unknowns for sure. Definitely. But you know, at the end of it, it's like really, or at the root of it, it, it really is about that is a limiting belief that you have around your own success right? Um, or your own identity. And so again, the whole purpose of this blessing, number three reflection is to reflect on that because whatever it is for you um, and whatever failure you're, you have in mind right now, or whatever your situation is, is that once we're able to sort of uncover the limiting beliefs that we have, we can stop repeating the cycle. Mm -hmm. So if you're somebody that like, is, again, is trying to lose weight and you keep self-sabotaging yourself or you, you're continuing down that cycle because you're scared of the success, right? Once you're aware of that, now you can take action to stop repeating that cycle. Right. Right. So like, you're like, oh, the reason why no diet ever works for me, or the reason why I can't adhere to this, or the reason why I can't be consistent is because I'm actually scared of my own success. Right. Just as using that as an example, like now you're aware of it. And the next time it pops up, you know, to, to be like, Hey, wait, to a make, like, make a different decision. Right. I can yeah. make a different decision because now I know why that's happening. Right. Um, and again, so I think, Another thing I wanted to point out with this too is um, you might continue to feel tested when it comes to these limiting beliefs. So yeah. let's say that this is something you feel like you've kind of tackled. Like, okay, I recognize that like my failure around, you know, putting off growing my own business was maybe rooted in my fear of what it would look like to actually succeed. Right. Um, let's just say that, you know, that, that as an example, um, but I like work through that. Right. And I kind of tackle my, my self-limiting beliefs around that. And I feel like, okay, I reflected, I learned from it. I can take action on it. I know when that thing pops up, that doesn't mean that that's never going to come up in my life again. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I am constantly tested 
every single day that I'm working on something new or pushing myself out of my comfort zone, I'm constantly facing self-limiting beliefs and catching my mind slip back into that cycle of, oh, I can't do this or what am I even doing or this isn't working. You know, it's like, I can constantly go down that rabbit hole. Um, so even though it's something I'm, I'm tackling, like I still feel tested. So that's just saying that these these are might be common themes in your failures that continue to pop up and you're like, wait a second, I thought I dealt with this already. Right. And that doesn't mean, if that is something that happens, that doesn't mean that you haven't dealt with that limiting belief. It really just means that you might need to dig a little bit deeper into it or you might need to grow the, grow further from it. Right, or that you're just like, you're still on the road. Right. You know, like you're, and I think about this too with, with drinking, it's like, I, I still feel tested of like, is this me? Is this what I want? Is that, you know, and it's like a constant like reevaluation of the choices that I'm, I'm making and like, what's good for me and how I'm serving myself. And, you know, like we're always going to be in these situations where we're going to try to challenge our own thoughts and you have to keep pushing. Right, exactly. And I think, you know, all of that is, is, you know, because we need to take the time to reflect, like, that's how we work past all this. So this is how, again, number three, this is how reflection can, can be a positive aspect of a failure, because it's kind of forcing you to, to look inward and analyze what's actually going on. Totally. All right, moving on to number four. All right, y'all. Blessing number four is the setup. Um, And the setup is the realization that sometimes our previous experiences have led us to this failure, but also our current failure is preparing us for what's next. So ultimately, our failures lead us to the right path. So you kind of need to ask yourself, what could this failure be setting me up for? Yeah. And again, like going, you know, how this is still, you know, related to the things, the first three is that like our failures will lead us to the right path only if we take the time to reflect, we take the time to learn, and we take the time to actually take action, right? Like, you know, I could fail in doing something, you know what I mean, or staying consistent with workouts or something like that. But like, it's never going to lead me to the right path if I don't do the first three. Right. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of asking yourself sort of, you know, what could this failure be setting me up for? And that's kind of like putting, you know, a, a way to put a positive spin on a, on a tough situation. You know, again, going back to, to COVID, you know, it's like, I, you know, okay, I'm sitting here now I don't have a job. And now I'm like worrying about how I'm going to pay the bills. And it's sort of like, okay, well, what is this failure setting me up for? Right. And that's when people get real scrappy and like really cool <laughs> things start happening. Yeah. And, I mean, we've seen that sort of across the the board since COVID hit, right? Right, is like people, people just being like so innovative, right? And- innovative, learning on the fly, like learning to just like throw stuff together and like do the best with what they have, um, you know. And that a lot for a lot of people that's grown into some like really successful ventures, learning things about themselves that they didn't know that they were capable of doing. Oh, yeah. So you know what I mean. So yes. this could all be you know asking yourself sort of like, okay, this sucks now, but like, what is this setting me up to be able to do? is kind of what the setup is all about. Yeah, Um, I think right now, just to speak more to COVID, like, I feel like globally, we're being set up with like, a whole bunch of resiliency. mm -hmm. Um, To just, I I know I've done things this year teaching in a pandemic that I never thought I would do, or could do. 
you know, and it's shown me like, wow, I actually have like a lot of strength and patience and like resiliency and like I can get through these tough things that are being thrown our way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think too, it's about, um, yeah, taking the time to have the mindset. I think mindset obviously around this stuff is huge, right? Because, you know, I think, well, one thing that I want to say too is, there's the difference between, you know, like Rachel said, it could be the realization that sometimes our previous experiences have led us to this failure. And, and that to me is like, I think there's difference between like internal, internal struggle and external struggle. For sure. Right. Like, you know, what Rachel is sort of talking about with, with the drinking example, that's kind of like an internal struggle, right? Because her previous experiences led her to, to that point of analyzing the failure to be able to take action to move forward. But in my example with COVID, that's an external struggle, right? Like nothing about my previous experiences led me to where I am now with that in mind. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That was an external struggle I had no control over. So if it is an internal struggle, you know, you can think about how previous experiences got you to this point. Right. Um, but if it's an external struggle, it's good to think about, okay, well, what is this failure prepping me for? Yeah. Which you can do either way. But I just wanted to clarify that. But um, I think, too, like mindset about this in terms of life is huge. Um, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, as human beings, we have, we can get caught in the loop of thinking that like, life is happening to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that we kind of negate all responsibility and like let go and just start blaming all these like, again, external factors. Right. Um, and they, and then using those external factors as reasons why we can't take action. Yeah. Right. And then just being kind of this person who's kind of constantly caught in this reactive state of, well, I can't do X because this is happening to me. Right. You know what I mean? I don't have time to work out because I keep getting work emails and that's why I can't do it. Or I can't get work. I can't work out because I don't have access to the right equipment Right. or my gym's closed. So I, there goes my, you know, fitness plan. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that definitely happened to us too, even in March when the quarantine started here in Austin and we were like, how are we going to work out? You know? And our like solution to that was obvious to build a home gym, which like wasn't great that we had the means to invest in that. Um, but it set us up to do something that we had wanted to do since we moved here. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, I think too, it's like taking it back to, you know, job, like using it as a job example. Um, you know, I could have looked at this as like, oh, poor me, like I was finally getting on my feet. And now I lost my job in the gym. And now I'm going to be broke again. And you know, I can't take any responsibility. Like this is all out of my control. Like this happened to me. Right. Right. And like, yes, even though that was true, right, if I continue to stay in that mindset, like I'm never going to get out of that. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's flipping the switch and turning it on its head and thinking and taking the mindset of life is happening for me. You know, these things are happening for me to then choose to course correct and make a better choice or choose to course correct and go down a different path that could lead me to a bigger, better opportunity. If you're constantly somebody who's caught in a reactive state and you are only thinking in terms of life happening to you, and you're not taking control or taking responsibility for things that you can actually control, um, you're going to be stuck in that cycle of failure over and over and over again. So I think that mindset shift in the setup is huge. Um, 
and again, like it, it might not be really clear to you at that moment or at this moment, what that actually looks like. Um, but that's where I think like you have to continue to reflect on your experiences and you will eventually see its importance. Like, you know, I can't look back at something that happened to me five years ago. Um, well, I can look back and at something that happened to me five years ago and be able to reflect on it because I know how it ends. Right. Right. But if I'm in the moment, like I might, like we said, like you might not be able to see its importance yet. Um, but you know that it's a possibility. Right. Right. And, you know, you can, I still can look back at things that happened to me last year or the year before that and look at, okay, well, oh, I definitely made a mistake when I did X. So, you know, and this is how I can learn from that now. Um, that reflection is still, is still important, even if you don't currently see it's important. So really we're just talking about like, how can you look at failure and come out stronger? Yep. Right. How can you rise to sort of the occasion um, that's being put in front of you? And how can you take responsibility? We talk a lot about responsibility and choices on this podcast. So again, a common theme, like how can you rise to the occasion and take personal responsibility um, for the situation? Yeah. Um, and this isn't to say that uh, failure feels good, right? It can be yeah, of pain- course. <laughs> it can, can be really painful. Yeah, and, it sucks. And hard. Um, but we know that we will fail many times throughout our lives. Like it's just inevitable. Um, so having this perspective really teaches us how we can be more disciplined and learn to take positive actions based on our experiences because failure is a crucial part to our success. Definitely. Absolutely. All right, guys, uh, that's it. Um, I, I guess I just want to leave it with, you know, Again, like Rachel said, you can always take the time to reflect on recent failures and even past failures to see how you can learn from them and what you can learn about yourself so that you can break that cycle and that negative thought loop. And I also want to point out too that, you know, like I said in the beginning, failure that actually leads to you taking action is the best way to turn a perceived negative into a positive. Oh, I love that. All right, y'all. I hope this was helpful. Um, Thanks for joining us and we'll see y'all next week. All right. See ya.